Welcome along to the first session here on Full Time. Want to send a shout out going out first of all to um, Ray Scrag Motors. Of course, they are our uh, sponsors down there on Grey Street. Go and check them out. We welcome first of all to the show, as per usual, Mr. Um, Ra Walker joins us. Morning, Ra. Yeah, good morning, boys. Another full-on busy weekend of water ahead of us. And, of course, uh, we can't go farther than the big AB clash for revenge, hopefully, tonight. So uh, we'll talk more on that soon. Absolutely. Also joining us from up there in Paeroa, we have our man, um, Reno Wilkinson. Good Reno. Yeah, kia ora, kia ora. Morena, boys. Uh, morena, everyone. Beautiful day. Uh, hope you get out there and enjoy the day and enjoy the weekend. Indeed. Joining us from over there in Aussie somewhere as well, we have our man um, JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morena, bro. Yes, good morning, boys. Good morning to all our listeners out there. Special shout out to Uncle Ross Murat. Well, it's that hat and the hat for the local body election. And one good thing about that is it'll split the redneck right down the middle. <laughs> and our cousin Meredith Akuhara Brown will get the job. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. In fact, I saw uh, Meredith yesterday. She was wearing a nice pink, a big, huge pink um, uh, uh, T-shirt, and it had her face on it, and it had Mia, M-A, Mia, uh, death. So, yeah, well done to her already on that campaign. Awesome stuff. So what do you reckon, first of all, um, Ra, uh, about Ross Morant joining the... Um, well, participating, I guess, in the mayoralty uh, election, elections, right? Well, I, I suppose we, we live in a country where, you know, anybody can put their name forward, I assume, I suppose, and, and run for political office, and regardless of, of what their background is, maybe. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who, who remember uh, Ross Marine from back yes. in the day. But, uh, look, uh, you know, most of us come with baggage of, of some shape or, or kind, and, uh, you know, ultimately, at the end of it all, it's up to the people to put in who they'd like to see. But, hey, I, I love a mirror to say, Mia, that's brilliant. You can't, uh, you can't beat that sort of pro- promotion and, uh, and tagline and, and the best of luck to her and uh, so everybody else, um, you know, who mean well for, for our area and city and like uh, uh, running for office. Uh, should be an interesting race. What are your thoughts about it uh, yourself, um, JT, with um, uh, Ross Morant running, running as a mayor of Gisborne? Yeah, well, I know he's got a bit of a checkered past being the head of the Red Squad from back in that ill-fated... wasn't ill-fated, it was like back in that controversial mm. year of 1981, when came over, right in the heart of the apartheid regime. So, look, he's, he's got a few few um, scars and a few skeletons in the closet, I feel, and a lot of people don't you know, get that. But I've read a bit about him in the last couple of days. Apparently, he's uh, his, his headlock on life and his, his, the way he sees things, and he's... Quite apologetic about what happened back then, and he's become more of a social rather than a conservative mm. uh, type of person. But I just think it's an absolute sham, mate. You, you don't live there, and you can um, you can yeah. run for the mayoralty, but if you don't live there and you're from there, like you know, because you broke your heart, or even myself, you know, we, we can't vote in that region. So I think it's a, a bit of travesty, really. But I don't think you'll get in, like I said. I no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, and I hope we, um, you know, anti Meredith or Meredith. That sounds like my closer there, yeah. Yeah, it gets you across the line. <laughs> Indeed, uh, you know, I mean, because you would remember uh, Ross Morant from back in the uh, um, what was that tour, the South African tour back in nineteen eighty one, the Springbok tour, eh, um, Reno. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of things happened then, mate, um, <clears throat> way back then. And, you know, flower bombs had dropped, everything like that. But, yeah, the name's familiar and uh, had a bit of history there. But, oh, well, it's local government elections. Um, just got to get the people to vote, mate. Uh, I think for your people, uh, if they want to get your lady in there, um, enroll. Hopefully they've enrolled. There will be a um, an enrollment uh, one-stop shop being set up prior to it. So uh, get in there and vote and see if you can make a difference. Tell me, who was the deputy mayor? Uh, Rahit Stoltz is uh, the, the the current mayor. She was the deputy mayor whilst um, over the last uh, three elections, two election cycles. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, um, so so she's the actual current mayor. She's uh, obviously taken over from Ming Foon, and, and she was pretty much um, she held the uh, deputy mayor duties, well, basically the mayor duties. Um, for at least most of this year, I believe. So yeah, she she she's the one who's the um, current mayor at the moment. After um, of course, uh, Ming Foon, um, I guess resigned his position and uh, went off to another position. I, I'm correct in saying that, aren't I, Ra? Yeah, I think uh, Ming is uh, now the new race relations commissioner mm. uh, our, our yeah. country, and and the best of luck to Hong Kong, Hong Kong Ming. Um, but no, you're right, Casey, and, and uh, you know, look, everybody comes with skeletons in their closet, and once upon a time, I used to be quite hard-nosed, and, uh, you know, I'd call a spade a spade, I'd rubbish sort of, but I suppose, you know, in terms of actually running for, for politics, it's, it's not an easy job. No, it's um, not. And I think um, what I said before, you know, the public hopefully will make the right decision, usually we don't, but... Hopefully we'll, uh, you know, weigh up uh, the pros and cons. Um, but JT touched on a, on another important issue and aspect of, of voting and, uh, you know, who can, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The fact that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if the guy um, lives here. He may well be from here. I'm not too sure. But um, he can run. And our locals who are actually from here were born and bred and, and are still flying the flag for us, whether they may, may yeah. be in Aussie or down the road a bit, um, that they're not eligible to vote. So I think something needs to change there. You know, if you're going to make one rule open uh, for somebody, you know, then you need to change the other rule as well because it's, it's doesn't seem, doesn't seem right somehow, I don't know. Having said that, though, I think it's going to be very difficult for Ross Moran to make it as, as the mayor of um, of Gisborne, that's for sure. Uh, only because, you know, I, I just can't see uh, that he'll get a heck of a lot of votes. He comes, first of all, there's a particular stigma that comes um, when you hear the name Ross Moran. And not just that, but, you know, people just are unfamiliar with him around here. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, no, you, you, you're not wrong, Casey. Um, you know, certain individuals do have a checkered past, as the boys have alluded to, and that may count against them. But, you know, on the same token, we've also I've known guys who've worked in TV and, and broadcasting, and they used to do great jobs, you know, in, in, in that job. And when they ran for, for office or politics, they, they didn't do too well or as well no. as, as I thought they would, you know, given mm. the high profile mm. that, that you get from working in the yes. media. So, I don't know, anything's like, uh, you know, possible nowadays. And uh, as I say, you know, people, people will make uh, that decision for right or wrong, hopefully for right. Yeah. Um, we'd like to see, you know, positive and, and good things for our region. I mean, that's the main goal for all of us. We don't want to be living in some sort of third-world uh, backwater, uh, you know, dump where, where a lot of our, our locals are heading over the ditch and or, you know, wherever it may be. So, yeah, I just hope uh, whoever gets in, uh, you know, they've got uh, the best intentions for, for the region. That's all we sort of really want.
Yeah, and you are right. You know, even with even people that do work in media, we'll take um, uh, Shane Todima for, for as an example. You've got um, Tihamu Nikora who also ran um, as a candidate uh, for MP uh, mm. here. Mm. Um, so, so it's not always they're given their, their yes. high profiles. They keep as I keep saying, you know, the people will will have their their <clears> say. So uh, you know, regardless of what you've done, whether you've been on millions of screens around the world, blah blah blah, um, people will will make their vote count. And look, we we look no further than our very own Reen, who's running for his yes, um, local community, and, and we wish the brother the, the best of luck. It's it's an unenviable job, but one that needs to be done. And uh, you know, you get the right people in those positions, they can make a, a heck of a lot towards change. And, and good luck to Reen and uh, up his way. Would be great to have a councillor Reno as part of our full time uh, contingent there, eh, bro? Yeah, it will be, mate. Hey, thanks for uh, the good lucks and everything. Uh, but, yeah, it all closed yesterday midday. There's yes. seven uh, people going for four seats in our area uh, for the Hodaki District Council. Yes, I am one of those seven. And um, we look forward to currently two councillors will be restanding and um, five newbies want to jump into cool. the scene. Uh, being a Māori, obviously, I want to get in there and um, change it around a little mm. bit because predominantly our area is very similar to what you talk about and describe Ross Morant. So I kind of want to make changes. Look, I want to put it out there. It doesn't matter whether you're Māori or, or any other ethnicity. Have a go at it. And if I can be successful, it's one of my things I want to do is uh, try and get the younger ones to uh, think about enrol- uh, enrolling in voting because the things are changing, mate. And the uh, right throughout the whole country, when you take a look at the majority of councillors or mayoral, most of them um, you know, they're 60 age bracket or up. Yeah. And a lot of them don't really kind of no, most, connect with all. them. They want to engage with youth. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. Look, I went to uh, clean your hui, uh, grey power hui, everything like that. And yeah, you just got to get it out there. But thank you for that, and we'll see what happens. Indeed. Right. Let's talk about sport now. JT, you would have loved it over the week. Now, one of the things I guess um, when we talk about rugby league, and in particular, we talk about our legends. One of our um, biggest legends, Mark Graham, he's been in the Hall of Fame for well for a little bit now, hasn't he? And uh, over the week, he was joined by two uh, legends of the uh, rugby league game in the form of Stacey Jones and Ruben Wiki um, would have been just absolutely you know you, I, I saw the um, um, them getting uh, both those uh, guys getting inducted into the uh, Rugby League Hall of Fame and it would have been you know uh, words can't express how they would have felt AJT Oh absolutely I mean Mark Graham for mine will always be the greatest player we've ever produced but I've often wondered who would be the second, and I think Wiki is certainly getting close. Yeah. Uh, you know, had his career with the Raiders, uh, premiership in only his second year there. You know, played 12 seasons with the Canberra side, then came back to help out the Warriors along with uh, Stevie Bryce. Yeah. Stacey Jones, a little general, definitely much, much deserves on. I mean, I think uh, earlier in his career he was asked by Wayne Bennett if he'd consider going to the Broncos, but, you know, he stuck true to the Warriors, and uh, I wonder if he thinks, oh, maybe I should have gone, but look. Yeah, two of our greatest players, Ray and Warren, the voice of rugby league for you know twenty odd years, at least maybe thirty years by now. But and of course uh, Craig Young, which I think he was the odd one out. Really, I don't know much about Craig Young. I know he played for St George, and his son Dean Young played for St George when they won the competition back in two thousand and ten. But yeah, mate, Ruben Wiki, and how good was his speech, boys? Yes, catch the speech. Yes, 
Um, you know, it was you could see that he was the, the nerves were, were just getting to him. You could see that um, you know uh, he felt I don't know um, overwhelmed was I guess is the right word there. AJT he felt overwhelmed to be um, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Eh? Yeah, definitely overwhelmed. It didn't, didn't help that his, uh, his jacket, jacket didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe that wasn't the nervous energy and he was expecting someone to be there and to ask him questions about, about his career and how he felt when he got there. But I think one of the speeches I've heard for a long time was from the heart and was prepared or anything, and he, he gave a good account of himself. And, no, good on him. I, you know, I love what we were used to doing this hard. But uh, hard, but you know, fair. Never, never wasn't really a dirty player. Yes. Very hard. Yes. Things in his career somewhat. Well done to the Yeah, yeah. What about you, Reno? What did you reckon of the uh, induction of those two um, men into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, well, you two boys nearly wrapped it up. Uh, just outstanding, actually. And when you think of who they were up against. There were some massive names uh, in that uh, lineup for the Hall of Fame, and, and I thought to myself, at a long shot, and I thought, oh no, these two boys won't get this. But then it said happened midweek, and what happened? And then hear the speeches, and uh, yeah, both deserved uh, to follow in the great steps of uh, Mark Graham and add these two in. Yeah, mate, they've given so much to the game. They love the passion uh, on and off the field, and look, they're still associated now with the current team. So yeah, well deserved. Um, all the credit due. I had a little chat yesterday morning on the road here with the little general, and um, yeah, I remember talking to him when he was a young 16-year-old, when he was just lying in his chiller, now kicking back, he never thought he'd be who he was, and I knew his best friend really well, Mikey, and uh, he would always tell me Mike was a better player of us too, and, and Mike would go, nah, Stacey's a better player, bro, so good on him, uh, had a good chat with Sir Peter Leach, who was very, very emotional, mm. not that often that, that old man cries, but uh, he is a huge advocate, like a father figure to the little general. Hence the reason why his lounge is called the Stacey Jones Lounge. Right. Uh, just the emotions you could hear it in Sir Peter's voice. Uh, just one of the proudest moments, especially with a guy who's ill health. And uh, yeah, it was like the swan song, especially with Reuben and everything. Mate, you should have heard him talking. Just the emotions uh, you could hear him, t- the tears coming out of his uh, eyes. But yeah, it was uh, yeah unreal. So good stuff, good stuff for um, those two. Yes, indeed. And, and it was also great. I thought AJT. Of um um uh of our man Ruben talking about uh, some of his former teammates that he played with, uh, especially in the Raiders. Of course, he he um mentioned guys like uh, Mal Meninga, um uh, Bradley Clyde, uh, Laurie Daly, um, Ricky Stewart. You know, and, and 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 to be quite honest, I guess in a way that's what you've got to do. You've because you know those were the guys, obviously who helped you along in your career. And, and, and so it was very fitting that he was able to um, mention um, some of his former teammates, eh? Oh, totally. And for my money, that's probably the best era we've had. Of rugby yes. From the mid to late 80s right through to the, probably to the mid to late 90s, you know, and, and Canberra certainly was one of the strongest sides during that era with the, you know, the players you just mentioned. That they were a great side and probably one of the greatest sides ever mm. assembled in um, you yeah, also made mention, of, of course, of Mel Meninga being his idol. So yep. I, I, mm-hmm. how good would it be for a young fellow like Ruben Wicky to come across to Canberra and play you know, alongside the likes of Mel Meninga and Laurie Daly? And also, when he was under-21 under side for Canberra, he was coached by Craig Bellamy. I didn't know that. But, uh, yeah, so 
there you go. Ah, okay. Well, I do remember, and you'd probably remember too, Reno, um, when the uh, Warriors first got established that um, one of the biggest signings they had was Ruben Wiki, wasn't it? Uh, however, it just wasn't to be. Well, at least not for a couple of more years down the track, um, really. But they had signed uh, Ruben, but, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, he didn't want to go and, well... <laughs> That's just how things were, I suppose, back in back then, eh? Yeah, it was. You know, I remember Ruben as a youngster playing for the Auckland team mm. uh, up against the Raiders at Carlow Park back in the day, going to watch that game. And he was uh, talking about it then, uh, that he was so happy to play against his idol, um, yeah. Almaninga, on the opposite yeah. side. And I remember that in that green team you mentioned, that was one of the establishments that uh, we loved rugby league and why we loved rugby league yeah. in that late 80s and their dominance. But, uh, yeah, he was, was going to be a warrior, but i tell you what, he uh, most sure had done the best thing ever. Yes, uh, to himself. To Canberra. Yes. Yeah. And oh, true. Started Absolutely. Yeah. It was the best thing he ever did for him. And, uh, you know, he, he was a bit of a show pony out there in the back. I thought, who the hell is this bloody kid? Who's <laughs> this dude? And look now, uh, many years later, he's uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. And, yeah, he's just got this uh, respect about him, the manner about the guy when he walks around. Look, he still looks damn good now. Yeah, true. He could get in there and run around with some Very of the young guys these days. Yeah. You know, even though Stacey's got a bit more podgy, it won't be as fast. I bet you he's still got his brain, skills, eh? Yeah. But you are Stacey's, yeah, bro. He's got a league brain. Yeah. Stacey's got a league brain. It's in there. So um, it's good to see these guys um, giving back to the game. That's all you can ask for. The induction is huge. It's overwhelming. But to give back to the game that's given them life and enjoyment and the respect where they are today, it's, it's just great, mate. And, you know, you cannot say uh, enough about players who do that type of stuff. Indeed. What do you reckon about um, those two getting inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame there, Ra? Oh, Keithy, to, to quote another uh, contentious but uh, inspiring uh, footy commentator, Graham Hughes, sensational! I reckon, uh, you know, it's huge that the boys got, uh, you know, put into into the, that elite group of, uh, you know, the, the league legends and uh, especially Stacey. I've always been a, a big fan of his and, and I've always believed that he actually wasted himself playing league. He should have played union. He may, he may have been an all-black, but then again, maybe not because as we know, they're, they're totally different sort of codes. But um, good on him. And uh, even, even a commentator uh, yes. like Ray Warren, yes, I mean, you true. know, the voice of rugby league, um, it enhances the, the viewing pleasure of watching the on-field antics. And, uh, you know, you could probably learn a thing or two from uh, from uh, Ray Warren and, and the way he used to <laughs> down Keith. He had that True. uniqueness, uh, which was a cross between, uh, you know, that Aussie kind of uh, gift of the gab and, and yeah. a certain sort of uh, cockiness. Um, but, no, I think all of them deserve it, uh, recipients. And, uh, by all accounts, quite uh, quite difficult for Kiwis to get nominated into that uh, elite group of what is predominantly, I suppose, you know, Australian footy players, but uh, no congratulations. And the little general, I was watching this news clip the other day when he was uh, 16 and they were talking to him. Mm. He still looks the same as he does mm. now. So, mm. uh, you know, and as the boys have made mention, uh, you know, not for want of losing any skill. He may be older, he may have uh, a lot less hair on, on the top of his head, but he's sure got a, a league brain on him and, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be imparting that with a lot of the young and young up-and-coming players and, uh Hopefully they'll aspire to be like their, their legends, like Ruben, uh, him, and also uh, Mark Ray. It was a wonderful and quite appropriate, wasn't it, JT, to see Way Warren 
um, wearing one of those Hall of Fame um, jackets as well. What do you reckon, bro? Oh, totally. You know, over 50 years of, uh, of service to the game, you know, through his magical uh, dulcet tones, you know, everyone loves everyone loves the Rams and the way he calls their great <laughs> yeah. game. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. He's got that, uh, one of those most recognisable voices, especially in this part of the world where, you know, rugby league's quite the dominant sport. And even uh, back home in New Zealand, I suppose, too, yeah. through calling State of Origin, most Kiwis, yeah. uh, they might watch the Origin. So, yeah, yeah, great... Um, a great reward for for a lifetime of commitment to to our sport. Yes, um, f- f- over fifty years. I mean, that's just um, unreal, really. So, uh, yeah, great to see um, Way Warren make it into the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, just absolutely. Keith, awesome. uh, Keithy, 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 mm-hmm. bro, there's hope for uh, Ewe Radio Hall of Fame. Keith and Ewa, there you Oh, go. I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, well, uh, Reno Wilkinson for sure. Reno Wilkinson for sure. Full time wood. <laughs> the full-time Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure I'll make the full-time Hall of Fame, let alone the Ubi Radio Hall of Fame. Probably <laughs> more the Hall of Shame they gave you, I think. <laughs> possibly, possibly. But it was just, uh, you know, a wonderful night, I guess, surrounded by a lot of league legends that night, you know, just watching um, the whole proceedings. I mean, it was just um, a, a really great night, uh, wasn't it, JT? Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, a lot of legends in the crowd. And I think a good um, initiative set up by the NRL, yeah. or, uh, NRL too, the Australian Rugby League, to honour those that have gone before and those that are you know, about to you know, become legends in their own right. And there's always going to be a bone of contention as to who gets it and who misses out, but... Uh, certainly with three of the four, like I said, I don't know much about Craig Young. I, I sort of was only a young fellow when he was still running around, but I do know, know lots about Ray Warren and, yep. of course, our two great Ruben and, and Stacey. So, yep, well done. Yeah, even Benny, uh, Danny Baderis, I mean, you know, he he, he yeah. was um, he, he was quite something too back in those days, wasn't he, JT? Yeah, totally. I think uh, he was definitely the dominant hooker when, when you said mm. that good run of before, you know, the Magic Queensland side came together and he was touted as being the best hooker in the game until uh, a certain yes. Cameron Smith yes. came along and kept him from that, from that mantle. Um, yeah, no, good player, Danny Baderis, very good player. Indeed. And a, a good league, very knowledgeable. True, true that. Anyway, let's uh, move on. We'll, we'll be back with more full time right after the break. To the On behalf of the full-timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM. Number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa.
We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full time. Welcome back to our second session here on Full Time. I want to send a shout out going out to our sponsors, the Race Greg Motors. Of course, they are down there on Race Street. Now, we we're talking rugby league. Let's get back into rugby league. And of course, we we're talking about the legends of the game. Uh, let's talk about um, the actual, um, you know, the game, I suppose. Um, that, well, in particular, the games that um, were played. Uh, at least so far. Thursday night, um, good game, eh, um, Reno? Yeah, yeah, the old um, Tiggers uh, got the uh, rough end of the Sea Eagles, mate. Uh, the Sea Eagles team, I think they're at fourth at the moment. Uh, they might have changed uh, since the last few games, but, mate, they're the Eagles team. Watch out, they could be the dark. was just too strong against the Tigers, uh, 32-12. Yeah, you must have called that game too, eh, JT? Yeah, I did, mate. I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Tigers, but look, they, they have just gone from, you know, from the penthouse to the other house outside there, and in the last sort of four or five weeks, they were sitting pretty at seven, not so long ago, but now they find themselves tumbling further down the ladder at uh, 10 spot on 20 points, and they've got the Knights, the Dragons, and the Cubs, which they could potentially win all three of those today for 26 points. Yeah. But all yeah. that stuff, I'm not too sure, and they've lost, uh, obviously, Robbie Farrell last week, and then... They're back up hooker Jacob Little with a ACL, so he's out for nine to twelve months. And I just can't see them getting out of the hole they're in, and I don't think they're going to make the eight, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's been looks like it's going to be another tough season for them. Um, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a shame. Uh, what about uh, last night's game there, uh, JT? Yeah, mate, the poor old Titans. Like I said, I've got a bit of a, a soft spot for them too because yep. I live here on the Goldie, uh, and look, they were just ordinary last night. That's, that's the eighth. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's. I'm sorry, boys. That's warrior esque. Right. Um, <laughs> but look, they've, they've, uh, I bet they just can't wait to get this season out of the way and move on to next year. So they've got Justin Holbrook, who'll be taking over the coaching range next year. He's currently coaching St Helens over in the English Super League, who are leading that competition. So, you know, hopefully they can uh, he can motivate them and get some new cattle on board and get rid of some of the dead wood they've got because we've got a few of that. Right. The one interesting thing after last night's game is that Parramatta. Which they won last year to the Gold Coast. So the Gold Coast are definitely going to get the wooden spoon this year, and Parramatta mm. happily offloaded that before they got on the plane last night. What do you reckon about that game there, um, Reno? Yeah, you got to feel sorry. Look, we go on about the Warriors and how you know, they've had up and down season, but the Titans, mate, you got to feel sorry for them, for their fans there as well. And they've been doing a tough uh, eight on the road. It's not good. And 
you know, they brought Big Mel in there to kind of help things out and move things around. But hey, there's another team there with the Eels. Don't count them out. They're looking like they could be on the fringe or they're about to the top eight too. And then uh, last night, the uh, Broncos also kicked in the action and topped over the old Panthers uh, yeah. 24-12. Yeah. That was, well, I don't know if that, was that a bit of a surprise for you there, JT? Oh, that was one that would have, which could have gone either way. Both sides were sort of, you know, sitting around that seventh and eighth. So they mm. basically just swapped the, the Broncos have jumped to seventh, the Panthers have dropped back to eighth. And the Panthers are another side, like the Tigers, who had a lot to play for. They've still got a lot to play for. But uh, they just, um, I don't know what's going on there. They struggled to match them up front. And Big Payne Haas, for my money, is going to win the Rookie of the Year. He's called one of the best tries you'll mm-hmm. ever see a front row score. Yeah. Just busted through their line and then ran around the fullback like he wasn't there and dived over the big fella. So, yeah. you know, good of him. He's only 19 years old and um, no, he's got a big future ahead of him. Indeed. Uh, well, let's look at the, the games to come. Well, the, we've got the Knights and the uh, Cowboys um, on today there, Reno. Yeah, the uh, Knights look to have been going too well though, of recent. Uh, mind you, both teams are in need of the two points. I'll tell you what, I'll go the Knights, eh? What do you reckon, the JT? Yeah, it's, it's one of those games that doesn't really have much impact on the table. Both these sides won't be playing finals, so uh, yeah, I'll go the Cowboys. Now, we were talking about the Raiders uh, earlier. They take on the Storm uh, today. We'll start off with you, uh, Reno. Mate, well, my money will be on the storm, but um, you just don't know with this Raiders team, eh? Mm. Nah, storm, mate. Storm might be just might be just too much of that extra class act. They have been playing really, really good rugby league, haven't they? Though, uh, JT, the Raiders, even though I know you're going to go for the storm, you know they they oh. might be a side to watch out for, eh? Yeah, definitely. So if you look at the ladder now, they're sitting in third spot, so they haven't got there by playing rubbish rugby league. They've... Definitely a class one, but I think the Storm, which I was going to say anyway, but I think one of the main reasons is that the Raiders had a tough game last week against the Roosters, where it was quite a physical encounter, and they might be a bit bashed and bruised and had to get on the road to Melbourne to um, Amy Park, so hopefully the Storm can, uh, you know, 10 plus. Where are those Bulldogs there, uh, Reno? Hey, the upset of the round, mate, the Bulldogs. Hey, okay. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the state of DNA. What do you reckon, JT? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm back from Reno Wilkinson on that one. I'm going with the Bulldogs. They've uh, found a bit of form in the last month or so, and the Rabbitohs, you know, they've uh, looked a bit wobbly. They weren't, they didn't really impress me last week against the Storm. They had a 9-3, nine, uh, nine to three, I think it was, penalty yeah. count in their favour, and they still couldn't, uh, didn't trouble the Storm too much. So I think the Bulldogs, mate, absolutely. Uh, well... <clears throat> You know what game I'm talking about next time, too, Reno. What do you reckon, bro? What do you reckon, Reno? Warriors, Roosters. Yeah, yeah okay, look, look, I'll tell you what. Uh, the Warriors are going to get hammered. Okay. Uh, by 40 points. 40 tomorrow. points, you reckon? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That'll be a close yeah. one. So a close one then. What do you reckon? What do you I reckon? The roosters will just hammer them. What do you reckon, um, uh, JT? Yeah, look, the Warriors typically in there throughout their history. Yeah, you know, lose two or three, then win one. They won last week against Manly, which is great. Um, now they're sitting on nineteen points. I think twenty-three will be the cutoff for the eight. Yeah. And they've got to play, obviously, the Roosters, then oh, the Sharks, and the yeah. In terms of today's game, look, I don't think it'll be a hiding. I, I just hope for the, for the sake of the fans that the 
or is going to mm. be the Roosters with too much class. What do you reckon, uh, Ra? Your, your Warriors up against the Roosters, bro? Mate, that makes men want to become a Warriors minister and take you fellas to Warriors Church to keep the faith hey, again. Really? I'll tell you, you know. Oh, makes... uh, the boys can be a bit uh, open for criticism and, uh, you know, all types of banter, but uh, nah, they're useless, bro. I, I think they'll, they'll probably go down in, in a form of, uh, of points, so uh, yeah, we'll just have to watch this space. But hey, there's always that slim chance that uh, they could you know, cause an upset, but no. <laughs> <laughs> How true, eh? <laughs> and I'm probably one of the biggest Warriors fans that makes the boys, I think, and even that's debatable sometimes. So, oh, yeah, mate, no, no debatable. Hope, no debatable. You know, absolutely oh. debatable. Uh, you, you, you got more chance of running for, for the mirror here, Gisborne, considering <laughs> the Warriors are carrying a win, me thinks. <laughs> Not going to vote for Ross Morant then, uh, I take it. No, no, just okay. like I wouldn't vote for you, Ray, and just like I wouldn't vote for the Warriors for <laughs> uh, taking another scalp. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, finally, uh, Reno, uh, Sharks-Dragons. Sharks need to bounce back, mate. So, yeah, why not the Sharks, eh, Dragons? Mind you, they did all right last weekend, but, you know, Sharks. Uh, what do you reckon, J- JT? Yeah, mate, the Sharks sitting on 20 points, Panthers on 22, so the Sharks really need this win today against mm. the lower... Lower sitting dragons. I think the Sharks will win that. They've got to play the Warriors the following week, then the Raiders and the Tigers. So, uh, on paper, the Sharks could possibly win all four of those, although the Warriors might trouble them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, look, the Sharks, oh, Sharks tomorrow, so they'll beat the Dragons. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that pretty much is uh, how. Uh, Rugby league is uh, going to be shaping up now. I, I know you got to shoot off um, very very soon uh, there, um, Reno. So uh, I know it's going to be a busy day. What what have you got up to? What are you going to be getting up to um, today, there, bro? Yeah, well, today we uh, host the uh, Teens Valley Secondary School Rugby Final. So uh, all of our secondary secondary school teams, first fifteen under fifteen, will play here in Pyrrhon. Yeah. Uh, so doing all the commentary for all that now, and uh, we'll be busy days ahead. Uh, first game kicks off at ten o'clock, and uh, the big finals not till later on this afternoon. And then uh, signed up, and uh, we'll be doing the ground commentary for the upcoming Heartland Championship for our uh, defending champs, our Tens Valley Swamp Foxes. First game is uh, today week. Poverty Bay from your area, Gizzy, yeah. will be here. So looking forward to hosting them. Uh, I'm excited. To be part of the uh, broadcast as well and the commentary for uh, cool. Ngati Pro East Coast. Very excited to be uh, part of that one. But yeah, just getting back into um, Heartland Championship stuff. And down there yesterday, we were lining up the fields and making sure everything's in place. So big day, first days today, mate. Uh, all the uh, 1B, 1A finals for under 15s in our first 15. Oh, okay, and I and I, and I understand your moko is still um, what is it in, in the under sevens Warriors team? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, he's with me now, uh, getting ready. He's going to be a ball boy today, running along the side film. So uh, one more game for that under sevens. It's the uh, final home game for the Warriors uh, in a few weeks' time, I think it is at Mount Smart. And look, tickets are only nine dollars fifty. Uh, why? By nineteen ninety five, when they started, and it's a celebration of uh, twenty five years. So. They are knocking out the tickets. There's only GA tickets left at $9.50. So hopefully a big crowd. Yeah, one more game there, mate. Then uh, September 1st, we're in Rotorua. Uh, he's playing in a uh, Tri-Series Rugby League tournament up there. And before I know it, we'll be running around on the touch field, athletics, and the rest that comes along with summer sports and uh, 
traveling around with your moko. Well, just before you do shoot off, we'll get your prediction first of all. Um, the big game, of course, today. Well, actually, we've got two kind of two big games, don't we? We'll start off with the Black Ferns. Um, they go up against uh, the um, Wallaroos up up there in uh, Auckland. What do you reckon um, was that game first of all, bro? Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a massive day uh, for rugby in general. Uh, I'd like to see a massive uh, crowd wearing black tonight. Um, obviously, a redemption, revenge for the AB team from last week's uh, hammering over in Perth. But for the girls, look, I caught up with uh, Renee Wycliffe and Salika Winniata. Um, also, Salika celebrates her 40th test tonight. Mm. Uh, Renee's just one ahead. I know a, lot, a whole lot of Paidol whānau going up there to support her, the Wycliffe whānau and the Tisin whānau. But, yeah, uh, I think the girls will be too strong. Glenn Moore's got a three changes, mainly on the bench. Yeah. But I think they'll start off too strong. But I think the Wallaby girls, uh, the Wallaroos, will uh, come back and play harder. Uh, they don't want to lose 18 consecutive in a row to, uh, well, they've never beaten us. So I think the girls will be too good. Uh, last game for the season, uh, before some of them head off and do their own thing. And that's rugby done on the 15 squad side of it. Uh, then you move into the uh, AB game. Well, with the three changes, uh, with the experienced guys being uh, not even in the reserve bench, and you've got the young boys in there, um, this is for them to step up. News will be in amongst the uh, three men, and especially for Nipo Lalala getting another shot uh, for the wingers, uh, Bridge and uh, Reese. Uh, yeah, it's the big game tonight. Uh, can the boys win? That's the big question you're going to ask, I suppose. Um, if this Wallabies team start like they did in Perth, we won't win. Mm-hmm. The Wallabies will finally, after many years, get the Bledisloe Cup to take home. Uh, <laughs> but if we do win, and um, uh, Shag's put his head on the chopping block here with the changes, uh, mate, he'll be the best thing since sliced bread. So right. um, I'm looking forward to a fast running game. The weather's not too bad up this way. Uh, you know, blue sky. So, yeah, I think um, if the All Blacks win, it'll be just. Right. But uh, I would not underestimate this um, Michael Checker team. Uh, they, like Michael said last week, they got a ticket to the next game. They've come over to play, and um, yeah, they'll go hard, but it's a cauldron at Eden Park, but just never underestimate this bloody Aussie team up the last week, mate. I, I, I beg to differ. I think they're going to get smashed. I think the Wallabies are going to get smashed. It is <clears> definitely <throat> revenge time. I, I think, you know, it's going to go both ways. <laughs> the Wallaroos are going to get smashed, and the Wallabies are going to get smashed. That's my thinking. Um <laughs> I, I, I just, that's, I don't know. I just I can't see it going any other way, to be quite honest there, bro. <laughs> All the shame, oh, bro. Mate, All the shame if they, if they lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, I guess so. Actually, yeah, I'm like, yeah, too. I, I think, I think the, the, the boys in black are going to get a bit of uh, uh, revenge tonight. And it's less about the boys giving it to them. I think the Wallabies have got their mindset that they can't beat the All Blacks in their fortress, you know, which is uh, Eden Park here in Aotearoa. So I think that's going to be weighing heavily on their mind. And because of that, I think our men are just going to cut loose and sort of take them apart. Well, I think, and I, I, I think, I'm not sure if you'll agree with me, Rena, but I think that the Wallabies, in order to win, they'll need about two or three miracles to happen. Uh, and, and I think they're going to be, be struggling for one miracle. So, yeah, that, 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 those are just my thoughts there, um, Reno. I think huge redemption to the boys. 80 points on the on the Wallabies. <laughs> well, maybe not 80. <laughs> Mate, um, I, I totally agree with you, and I'd love to see it. Yeah. But I'm just being, I suppose, the devil's advocate here, eh? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Anyway, bro, I, I want to see both. I want to see both bloody Aussie teams get a boot in the backside, but, um, yeah, just don't know. 
this time now after going on last week. Mind you, history repeats itself. Um, we should win if you go by history. Yeah, yeah. Ah, history. Or ring, don't tell me it's a bloody Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, bro. Um, uh, thanks for joining us uh, here on now full time. I know you've got to shoot off, so I'll let you shoot off and um, no doubt um, get your butt ready because you'll we'll, you will be putting the boot into you probably um, at the end of our show there, bro. Now, always a pleasure to catch up the boys on a Saturday morning. Look, I'll put my boot in now to the corrections and these stupid things are leaving letters out uh, with the uh, horrible stuff from that idiot down there in Christchurch. So there you go. There's nearly put the boot into these corrections, people, whatever right. they are. Stupid mm. move. Take care, guys. Enjoy the weekend. And um, yes. go the ABs, Black Ferns, and uh, the Warriors in the storm. See you later. Cheers, bro. Now, before we get back into uh, more of the rugby stuff, um, well, well, actually, we are going to get back into the rugby stuff. I just wanted to ask JT, um, the the women's game, that gets underway uh, very, very shortly um, in the NRL, doesn't it, bro? Yeah, next uh, next week, I think, Keith, the uh, NRL, sorry, NRL competition. I think it's uh, part of the reason why they're having their women in league around this week, just to raise awareness. Right. Of, you know, not only in the league, and also watch rugby, soccer. Yeah. You know, mums are the ones that run kids around to training and games and and stuff like that and make the lunches. I have to hand hop hop behind the canteen. It might be sounding a bit stereotypical of me, but that's generally the role that I remember. You know, a lot of um, aunties and you know, nannies mm. up the coast. We so yeah, that, that competition starts off uh, um, next week. The Broncos, of course, were, were just way too good last year. Yes. And, um, hopefully, you know, can get a bit more um, competition. I know a lot of those Broncos players have been broken up. There was a couple on TV last night that have gone down to play for the Roosters. So, yep. yeah, look, no, looking forward to that, mate. Uh, and, mate, I actually watched that women's rugby game last week. Uh, the the Black Ferns really right. good. I really, really enjoyed their hacker and, uh, yeah. and, and what they brought to the, to the pitch. And the Aussie girls just didn't have any answers. The, the, the New Zealand side was just too quick. And, mate, it was actually quite a good spectacle. And that's. That's fighting talk coming from me. <laughs> Indeed. Now, I'm not sure if you watched that women's game uh, last week there. Um, did you catch any of it, uh, Ra? No, no, I didn't, Keithy. But, uh, but I'm like JT, too. I was, you know, I hate to say, uh, stereotypically, I was never a big fan of women's rugby. But I, I did see a couple of games uh, a few couple of seasons ago, and uh, I was very impressed. In fact, that they were more entertaining to watch than the men yes. were. Um, you know, they've come a long way in terms of the skill level. And, and, and uh, I hate to say it, it, it looked way better than watching men play because there was a certain uh, femininity to it. But, you know, still that sort of hard yards and, 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 and front work needed to sort of uh, to, 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 to play a physical game like rugby league. And uh, no, I think it's, it's, it's a thing in the head and leaps and bounds and, and, and good for the code, good for, for ladies' uh, rugby. Big shout out to our um, our former local lady Charmaine McMiniman, who actually scored two tries in that uh, in that game. So well, well done. I know her um, her her whanau were hitting uh, from here are hitting her mum and dad uh, and her sister. I believe are hitting. Uh, well, they probably hit it up la- last night uh, up to Auckland to, of course, um, watch Charmaine uh, play. So big good luck going out to them right. as well. She was a beast in that game. That's she was. Number eight. Yes, the number eight. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, she was awesome. Her and that little winger on the, yes. on the left wing, I think number 11, with the little yep. um, Brad Wick- style of running. Yeah. Awesome too. Yes, Renee Wycliffe. Yeah. She, she, she's just amazing. Um, 
just a, a, I tell you what, and because I, I I used to coach Charmaine, um, uh, this was a few years ago, and <laughs> she always wanted to play Lucy. She she she's she can play either number eight or number six or number seven, but in my mind, she's a, a first five. She just has all of the skills. She she's got um, I don't know. She's just got everything that that I think you could have. All the skills that a first five needs. She can kick. And and not just place kick, but she can kick, um, you know, really really well. Uh, but you know, I get, she's always wanted to be uh, a loose forward. And well, uh, what what can I say? I can't say you shouldn't be because uh, obviously she's she's a loose forward in, in the best um, women's rugby team in the world. There, AJT. Eh, oh, absolutely, Keith. And look, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm just picking myself up off the floor. So you've coached this Charmaine McMenamin in rugby union. Yes. And you've taught. Everything she knows, and you've also <laughs> coached a talented Kiwi fern player in Nita uh, Maynard. Maynard. Yes. So you've got a foot in each camp, Keith. You are definitely up for uh, you know, New Zealand. Hanson, you're the end of the year, mate. We'll <laughs> put your name forward for the Murray to give them, I think Ross Moret might beat me on that one. I don't want to, don't want to put my my head in, in, in for that one, but cheer. Um, yeah, just awesome. What a great game. Looking forward to um, both those games on uh, today. Anyway, now, uh, JT, your East Coast uh, team last weekend had a big, huge win over um, Te Waiariki Māori team over there in Rotorua. That's basically the um, uh, Bay of Plenty Māori team. A big win. 61-14, I think the score was. And... Um, obviously, uh, a big game by um, uh, our man Zach Guilford. He ended up scoring two tries with about two others in that team scoring two tries. So, um, yeah, that that's kind of. A, I know it's only the pre-season game, but it, that's a pretty good start, I got to say, eh, bro? For for East Coast. Yeah, totally. Like you say, it's, it's, it's a pre-season game, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Hopefully, you know they can get a lot of positives from that. Often, when a scoreline blows out, you. You think it was a little bit too easy and, and you know, sort of look forward to the actual real stuff starting. We get a bit more tricky. So, no, no, good work by, uh, is it Wayne Ensel, the coach there? Yes. Hugh Ensel, one of those yep. couple boys and everyone else involved with the team and obviously Zach Guilford um, bringing something to the team already. A couple of tries and mm. no doubt if uh, that's the scoreline, there would have been a few tries scored out, outside of them too perhaps. So, yeah, come on, the coast. Absolutely. Um, that certainly is something to uh, talk about. The way you East Coast with a big, even though it was a pre-season game, Good, uh, certainly a good win, eh, bro? Oh, oh yes, yes, I'll tell you, you know, I, I could blow, blow out for the Sky Blues and uh, good to see Zach, the G-man, Gilford, sort of uh, get a bit of a hit out as well. He'll be keeping the fans happy back home here. And I have to say, Willie, the weakest boys, the Bay, I think they'd better watch their backs this season. Uh, it's going to be a great, uh, you know, match-up between the, 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 the two Cuzzy teams, uh, the Bay and the Coast. And, uh, look, their, their secret weapon could be uh, could be Zachary. So uh, that, that'll be a, a watch and watch the space. But, uh, no, no, the boys will be inspired by their victory. Uh, you know, they may well have a good uh, season this year. Can hopefully touch wood? Yeah, I, I think they could be in for a very, very good season. Uh, they're, um, they've got another game on today. I can't remember who they're playing, though. I'll have to get back to you. But um, <clears throat> I know that they're, um, you know, they're, they're certainly looking forward to um, the start of their season. Uh, I think there's a, 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 I guess there's a, a vibrancy 
coming from uh, East Coast Ngati Pro um, uh, rugby team. Uh, that's what I'm getting anyway there, Aira. Well, you're right, and then you know, probably with the inclusion of a former All Black uh, Zach Gilford, that that would do a lot to lift the spirits of of the side, and also uh, for the huge fan base. We know that the case uh, does have around the country, and uh, you know, just an inclusion of one man can definitely uh, make a make a big difference. And look, if they can get a lot of these sub union these um, pre-season games uh, under their belt. Um, it'll put them in good stead to hopefully um, have a have a very good run at uh, at their division in, in 2019. I mean, they got to do a heck of a lot better than the poor old Southland Stags. What 22 losses on on the trot or something? So, um, no, I think uh, our boys in blue. I think uh, they've got a good a good year ahead of them if they play their cards right and they just sort of do the basics well and uh, they give plenty of ball to, to Zach. Mm, indeed. Right now, I just want to send a shout out to um, some of the uh, uh, to three Poverty Bay under twenties rugby players who have gone on to play for the um, Hurricanes under twenties team. So big congratulations uh, today going out to Ethan Brett, Ofa Tuatavalu, and Chase Sheridan, who um, made the uh, Hurricanes under twenty team from our region. Uh, they they have a game on today down there in Palmerston North. I forget who they're playing, but they they, they do have a game. And also Tepene Mahana, who um who is uh, the, uh, made it there through the Ngāti Pro East Coast Rugby Football Union. So big congratulations to those four young men. They're both down there in uh, all four of them are down there in Palmerston North. Um, obviously getting ready for their match later on this afternoon. Um, so be, best of luck going out to uh, all of them. Right, um, let's let's get your view, um, Ra, on uh, the, uh, the, the the rugby that's on tonight, the big game, of course. We've got um, the All Blacks and ABs, bro. Yeah, well, good to see our local lad, uh, Georgie Bridge, should have made the starting lineup and and a couple of other inclusions in, into the side from what was a, a rather disappointing performance from the ABs uh, and then their last encounter with the Wobblies, with the Wallabies. Um, hopefully they can sort of spark the team into some sort of gear because they're going to need to, as much as I, I made mention that, you know, psychologically the Australians will be kind of, uh, you know, in the back of their minds thinking this is the, the ABs fortress and it's going to take a heck of a performance to beat them here. Um, if, mm. they, if the boys in mm. black can't get their proverbial, you know, SHT to, to, together, then they could well be on, on the end of, a, of another loss. But no, I'm like you, Keithy. I, I, think, uh, I think the team are going to have a, a win and I think they're going to have a very good win. It may not be... You eighty points. I think you made uh, you made mention. I think it, it could well be up in, in the forties, perhaps. Um, you know, this is what the second to last, or the last game before we head into the World Cup. So, yep. you know, they're going to have to sort of work on a, on a few positions and and a few sort of um, set pieces in place. So it'll be uh, entertaining to say the least. But uh, more importantly, hopefully, a victory will come of it. What I like with these changes that Shaq has made is he's introduced players in an opportune time where there's a lot of pressure on. You know, there's a lot of pressure on on the team to to perform well, and he's placed. You know, these well, um, they're not really newbies, but um, I, I guess in a way they haven't had this sort of a pressure, and it's a good tester to see um, where they're at. He's also um, staying strong, and, and I agree with um, keeping um, 
Moanga at first five, Barrett out uh, at the back, um, at full back, and um, bringing in, you know, some of these new guys to just see how they can handle the pressure. And quite honestly, when it comes to the All Blacks, you know, in order, they don't need motivation. This is the All Blacks we're talking about. You know, just wearing that black jersey brings out that super extra thing. And I think anyway, I mean, I've never worn that black jersey, but just even contemplating wearing that black jersey brings that certain extra something out of uh, any player, I believe. Um, so I, I think they, 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 can, they, they don't need too much in the way of motivation in that game anyway. What do you reckon, bro? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, being part of the three, four million um, crowd on the background of, of Kiwi supporting the, the, the ABs, I think, uh, you know, we are part of that recipe for uh, for victory at this year's World Cup, hopefully. And, and you know, we, we sort of bear a little bit of burden, not as much as they do because they're on the field trying to get the job done. But you're right, I think the expectation's always there. It's always been there. It's never going to go go away in a hurry. Um, it, it comes as part and parcel of, of being and wearing the silver fern, and, and not just for the ABs, but uh, JT would attest to uh, the Kiwis in league, and, and when you're representing your country, um, you know, yeah. you, you try and play 110% if you can, and, you know, the boys on the field tonight will be no different. And you're right, Kathy, I think they just have to go in to the game and, and, and play their game um, Excuse me. Hopefully, with, with not too much pressure on their shoulders, even though we know uh, there will be. Um, just settle into it and, and hopefully do what comes naturally. And I think uh, you know that that they will actually come away with with quite a nice uh, win. But uh, it's good that they are feeling the pressure at these early stages before the World Cup, because you know come that time the cauldron is going to be so warm and and, and so you know so much pressure that it's good to sort of build into it like how we, how they're going through now because I think it just prepares them for the inevitable and uh, hopefully uh, success will be that, that final outcome. Yes, absolutely. <coughs> absolutely. Um, <clears throat> anyway, i tell you what, <laughs> time is time is moving on. Even though we don't have our man Rena Wilkinson with us uh, so far, time is certainly moving on. And it's moved on so fast that I suppose we've kind of come to the end of our show. Just want to say a big thank you all uh, once again going out to what our listeners are out there. Don't forget, go and check out our full-time Facebook page. Go onto Facebook and check out our full-time Facebook page. We've got our um, our uh, this particular uh, episode. Uh, will be... I know you're the captain, but can I interrupt here? You, sure. You are definitely dominating yourself over and over again for the Hall of Shame. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm just. I, I was getting there. I was getting there. I just, you know, w- want to remind people that you, you, you're just taking the long route. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Just. Oh, I'm getting there. I'm certainly getting there. Um, just, just reminding people to go onto our Facebook page, our full-time Facebook page. Go and check out. We've got most of our episodes that we've done for the last. Well, for a little while, anyway. Okay, let's get on to our last, our, our, the last proceedings. You know, full-time is not full-time until we have that's our last part. Show. Yes, yes, I think the people <laughs> of the listeners are aware that it's your number one, it's your favourite part of the show. Yes, you absolutely. It's <laughs> time for us. an angry man, disillusioned <laughs> individual. Well, let, let us just say... Put the boot in! Now, my put the boot in um, this week is going to, um, I guess it's Statistics NZ. 
who have just done a terrible, terrible job. Uh, well, they gathered their statistics, when was it, a couple of years ago, and um, uh, they were warned by a lot of people, in particular from Ngāpuhi, uh, about, you know, you, you need to have um, uh, actual people on the ground putting out paper and stuff like that to get our our, uh, our people, our Māori people in particular, and Pacific Islanders, who don't have too much in the way of access to a computer to go online. So um, what's, what, what's happened is that now Statistics New Zealand have mucked up a whole bunch of these statistics that usually go into help, um, in particular, uh, iwi groups to go in and um, to prov- ask for funding through government agencies, etc., etc. A- a- and uh, this has wholly um, upset the cart as such. Once so much so that the um, the head of the uh, the statistics, Liz McPherson, has well, she's. Um, quit, I guess, her job, um, resigned from her job. And uh, it just seems that it could take a long, long while before um, the, 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 the this is all remedied. So I guess to New Zealand statistics, my boot goes in to you. Put the boot in! You might be scanning into local body election rules. I think they need to be changed. I mean, it just doesn't seem kind of... Uh feel the right thing when uh, somebody who doesn't stay here apparently can run for the the top job of mayor, but people who were born and bred here and stay elsewhere aren't eligible to vote. What up with that? Especially more so now where I believe they're going to give prisoners uh, the opportunity to vote. So, hey, you know, just sort of share that love around and maybe look at, uh, I don't know, changing uh, particular rules in local body elections. That's my boot-in. Put the boot-in! Yeah, my put the burden as an extension of Ra's one exactly. I totally agree with you, mate. It's um, it's just a load of nonsense, really. That someone that lives outside the region. So mine will be more specifically to Ross Murat for trying to exploit those rules by using that stupid, well, lack of rule or the clause which allows someone from out of the district uh, to stand for uh, a mayor in an area he's never really lived in. There's no affinity to. He doesn't fuck a proper two, as far as I'm aware. I mean, I don't know many of me rents that are Nazi pro or all the or Naita Manuhiri, so uh, he can bugger off. So, look, another thing was one of his promises to open the rail. Mate, the mm. rail was busted. Mm. It's going to take, you know, a million dollars to get it up and running, and it's only got one track anyway, so why would you bother? So, mate, off of the booting goes to the electoral system, the local body rules, and for Ross rent for trying to exploit them. I'm with both of you, actually. In particular, you, you, um, JT. Uh, that is busted, without a doubt. I, 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 I know a lot of people want to bring the um, railway uh, line back into use, but you know it just keeps getting shut down. Money just keeps getting thrown at it, and it keeps getting wasted for nothing. And um, you know. <laughs> I think people just need to get over it. That you know, it's no real good bringing back that railway line. Maybe in the future there'll be some way of of doing it, but at the moment, the way that it is, I don't think that 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 uh, that should even be um, a debate. Quite frankly, eh, bro? Absolutely not, Keith. I think if he's hinging his election hopes on that's one of his. Yes. A big ticket item. I think he's kidding himself. But like I said earlier in this show, 
It's going to split that redneck right right down the middle, which could hopefully open the door for Auntie Miro. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, it's interesting that, um, also Ra, that you bring up the fact that, you know, because um, cause I was having this debate with uh, our mate Avon about um, uh, people in jail um, not being able to vote. And obviously you... Um, agree, people in jail shouldn't uh, vote, is that right? Well, yeah, I don't know, Keithy. I mean, you know, I, I think, um, well, one, if you, you know, you, you do end up in jail, there's, there's a reason for right or wrong. Um, you know, maybe it's, it's part of the punishment that uh, you lose a, a lot of rights. Because, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I'm not against them not voting. I just don't want it to lead on to other things. I mean, what next? We're going to lead them out for weekend passes and, you know, who knows? I, I just, I just, you know, one thing could lead lead to another, but um, I don't know. I, I, I suppose it doesn't really doesn't really faze me because I should not be a fan of voting. But uh, <laughs> nowadays, um, you know, it's, right. it's good to express your right, okay, and um, and all that sort of carry on. So, so yeah. Well, as for me, I think you know there's plenty of criminals who aren't in jail, so uh, why not let the criminals yeah, well, in jail? You, you, you're right, Tiki. You're right. <laughs> anyway, and they're voting, so yeah, why not? Eh? And absolutely, absolutely. Right. Well, that pretty much ends us off here on full time. Want to send a big shout out once again, going out to our um, uh, sponsors, Race Craig Motors, down there on. Uh, Gray Street. Um, that pretty much is us. Just want to say a big good luck going out to, well, not that they need it, but good luck going out to the All Blacks, era and also to the Black Ferns as well. Um, that pretty much wraps us up. Want to say a big thank you once again going out to Rao Walker. Kia ora, bro. Yeah, thanks, boys. And uh, you forgot to mention the Ango the Warriors too, Keith. We can't forget them. I mean, they, they never won anything. Well, they won last the last game, but uh, hopefully they can have a good weekend as well. Hopefully it's at... Uh, it's a triple header Kiwi weekend for all our sports Indeed. Teams, right? Indeed. That would be awesome. Uh, JT, want to thank you also for joining us all the way over there on, in Australia. Look uh, forward to catching up with you next weekend, bro. Yeah, me too, boys. I'm heading down to Melbourne next weekend. Going to watch the Storm play the Titans on the Sunday. So I'll, uh, I'll call you up from uh, Melbourne. It's probably going to be about the same temperature as uh, what you're experiencing. And uh, hopefully, in terms of the game tonight, I hope the All Blacks do a better hacker. That was crap last week. Fukuro mo kiteru, iriro ni aturo wa nui akiwa. Kiteru, o te iwi.